0: it's at&t byron nelson week and it is a fantastic field this year check out pga tour live the featured groups on thursday are going to be jason duffner brooks kepka ian poulter jordan spieth brant snedeker and matt kuchar friday's got dj cody gribble louis tason sergio garcia patrick reed and jason day pga tour.com slash live to subscribe also we have a more full details coming later in the show with our epic Scotland giveaway with Callaway Golf and Visit Scotland. Details on how to enter. The amazing package that's going to come a bit later in the show. Also, check out our website for the full story. For now, let's get to the wrap-up of the Players' Championship. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes!
1: Everybody, that's... Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better
0: than most! Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast Players Championship wrap-up. All of which matters not at all to Tron Carter. He had dinner with his family last night, helped bathe his young son and perhaps allowed himself a fleeting glimpse of what could become. And he says nothing will change for him today. Perhaps he's right. And if he is, then everything will change. It's our Mother's Day gift to you all, this glorious madness. So to the pod we go. Tron, what's happening?
1: Ah, uh, good to be back, Solly. I'm uh, still recovering from the blog cabin last week. Just... uh scheduled my yearly allergy season sinus infection, so battling through that, um, just getting vertical up I-95 right now, my way up to Greenville, South Carolina.
0: That was my my Josh Elliott, for those who don't know that, that was the Josh Elliott (laughs) intro from two years ago, which will forever live in infamy. Uh, First of all, of the four of us, you're the least deserving person to be on the wrap-up podcast after... (laughs) your performance sunday night and what was supposed to be our four-man go in person you decided to take a little nap at the blog cabin but uh tell us what you are on your way to do
1: i am going to uh i somehow fell ass backwards into the into a spot in the bmw championship uh pro-am um this week up in greenville so uh it's on the web tour i'm playing with chess and hadley and then uh Chipper Jones and AJ McInerney are, on, are in our group as well. So, um, yeah, kind of pinching myself. <laughs> it's gonna it, be a good week. Played it a little so. fast
0: and loose with the term celebrity with this event. I, I think. <laughs>
1: um, actually, one of the caddies was like, "Yeah, we actually get a real celebrity this year." <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna try to get Chipper lined up for like roast my swing. I think Aaron Rodgers is in the field. Um, your boy Larry the cable guy, uh Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. God. And then uh some country music dudes and, and some some, you know, C S I actors and that sort of thing. So it'll be a good time. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um got some a couple of buddies coming up to caddy for me. In a couple of the days my dad's gonna caddy for me one day, so be good
0: franchise getting involved i love it that's gonna yeah, be fun we're gonna yeah. want to we're gonna want to hear the debrief report on that but that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a trick will, will they have like shot tracker for you
1: <laughs> i hope not <laughs> um, i'm uh i think i'm playing we tee off there's three courses uh the preserve at verde if i'm pronouncing that correctly playing that tomorrow and then Thornblade, which is like the main course, plan that on Friday, so I'll be like right in the broadcast window on Friday. <laughs> the
0: broadcast window. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, and then play Furman University course on Saturday. So um, and then if we if we play well, you know, uh, Sunday again at Thornblade. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, I imagine there will be some some, some coverage. Uh, one or two shots here or there and then um, you know I'm definitely gonna try to do some uh, some pods and, and interactive stuff throughout the week. So I'm pumped man. I'm I'm pumped to go to Greenville too. I haven't been there in a while. It's it's such an underrated little city. Like I, the,
0: I just want one wipey ass fade on Pro Tracer. I don't think they do much Pro Tracer on the web door, but I just that's all I want is one one wipey ass fade.
1: I'm sure I can line that up for you. Probably a probably a, a you know I'm getting my alignment a little bit more sorted here but it's still like I'm still aiming like 20 yards right and then trying to draw the ball and sometimes it just doesn't draw and hit a I hit a wipey fade off of already lined up right so there will be some there will be some fireworks at some point I'm sure
0: well you did get it figured out by the end of week last week you, your game figured out which we'll get to but uh We break down the week. It was a week of uh, a lot happening, not a lot of sleep, a lot of alcohol, a lot of logistics, but also a lot of fun. Um, What's your overall? You're back in
1: Amsterdam, right? I'm back in Amsterdam.
0: Yeah, I made it back. Uh, We wanted to record a pod as soon as we were done, as mentioned, but. The logistics of the blog cabin didn't. We're not set up great for actually producing content. For to say. actually blogging. Yeah, <laughs> there was not a lot that, not a work that got done. It was more like a buddies trip than it was an actual uh, work trip. But that, I mean, there was that was kind of the idea as well, was uh, to kind of sh- uh, show what what the Jacksonville area has to offer and what what it's like to have a group of guys go and, and attend a tournament and kind of cover it. So we had we had a hell of a time, and it was a super super busy week, which. Uh, didn't get off to the best start, if I may say. Um, yeah. I had a bit of a 39-hour travel day from Amsterdam to the blog cabin in Pontevedra. Uh, the plan was to get in Monday night because you guys had lined up a shootout, a golf Twitter shootout with Zach Blair in attendance at the course right behind our house. Uh, so tell us about that, and then I'll tell my story as to why I missed
1: it. Yeah, uh, so... We really didn't nail down, like, a format, so that's kind of to be determined. It was kind of a warm-up for next year, I think. Uh, but basically, I think we had eight or nine-some uh, out there. This course, uh, Oakbridge National, um, you know, top-notch facility there in the Ponte Vedra area. Um, we, uh, ZB was all in, and then, um, like, DJ Pie, uh, Sean Martin, all the dudes from the Blog Cabin, Uh, and then our guy Panther Mike, shout out Panther Mike from Sea Island, part of the Sea Island crew. So, uh, we basically did a a shootout and basically made up the rules as we went along. ZB kind of changed the rules to keep me in the game for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, very dishonest, uh, very dishonest, very dishonest. So, uh, yeah, it was the blog cabin was on like the second hole. So, uh, you know, basically just. Just kind of floated around, right on over there afterwards. So, um, yeah, it was a great time. Then we went to Nona Blue afterwards. Squashed the beef with with Smiley, um, and then uh, you know Andy Andy uh, got inside Spieth's head a little bit. Told him told him he was coming for him. I think I think Andy's going to U.S. Open local qualifying. I think he's doing it tomorrow. So, uh, you know, definitely got inside Spieth's head a little bit there. You know, just because, I mean, Andy did Andy. The fried egg ended up winning the Sawgrass shootout, uh, prevailed over Zach Blair. But it, I may I may or may not have goaded Zach into going for it out of a fairway bunker from like two eighty, with the lip like two feet in front of his ball. I can't believe we didn't get a video of that. But um, but yeah, it was kind of a kind of an asterisk by by Andy's name on the championship trophy. But uh, but definitely, I, next year, I, I think we want to get, like, 20 people in the Sawgrass shootout.
0: That'd be awesome. Sounds so. sweet. Well, I was sorry to miss it. Um, what happened to me, and I hate I, don't, I usually hate flight stories in general of people being really dramatic about things that happen. I think this qualifies as an exception. <laughs> um, we took off from Amsterdam at 8.30 in the morning, um, and we were over the over the Atlantic Ocean on our way to atlanta and a gentleman two seats in front of me an 88 year old man uh i noticed him when he got on the flight he had an oxygen uh had oxygen tube in his nose noticed him get on the flight and just kind of thought to myself wow that is that's quite an old man to be on a transatlantic flight Uh, he got up to go to the restroom um and he never came back to his seat and i didn't think a lot of it uh at the time until they flight attendant came over the, over the loudspeaker and asked if there was a doctor on board and before I knew it I turned around the doctor was hurrying back to what was uh, so I was like in row 42 so I was almost in the very back of the plane and they had him laid on the back uh, kind of where the drink station was and the, and the, and the lavatories were and there was a guy performing CPR on this man, and uh, it was kind of, it was a, a, a panic. I mean, the flight attendants did an unbelievable job of, of attending to him. There were three, uh, I don't know if they were Marines or Army or military guys that were back there alternating performing CPR on this man whose heart stopped uh, over the middle of the ocean. And they spent over an hour trying to resuscitate him. Uh, we were far enough along in the flight that I thought we were going to try to make it to the East Coast. We were; It, it could not have happened in a worse place. Uh, before we knew it, we turned the plane around, and we were two hours west of Shannon in Western Ireland. And we attempted to divert the flight in time to get him medical attention on the ground. But before we made it to Shannon, uh, he was pronounced dead on the flight, which was one of the more bizarre uh, horrifying experiences I've, I've had in my life, I can say. Um, it was It was surreal. I've still come into terms with it. His wife was with him, um, and she was in pretty much in complete shock. And uh, I've given major props to Delta for the way they handled the incident and providing him the attention, getting 240 people off the plane into hotels, uh, rebooked on flights the next day. Um, for the most part, people were extremely cooperative with Delta. No one was getting upset. No one, no one. Everyone understood the circumstances and how they, how hard of a hand they were dealt. Um, I know that made a little bit of national news that 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 this happened on a flight, and I happened to be sitting two rows behind the guy, and it was, um, man, it was. I don't know how to describe it. It's not a. It's not a funny story. It's not a great story. It's just an unbelievable thing, and I. Send my thoughts to their family, and uh, to kind of go through that to kick off the week was was quite bizarre. Yeah, you kind of showed up, and went like you know, kind
1: of not really right for, for a couple days there. Yeah, um, I mean, it, which you know, understandably so.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you do in that spot? And not to make it about me at all, because that's. But you know, I'm sitting so close to it happening, and I I felt like a jerk, like I don't know, kind of rude, turning around, watching mm-hmm. it, being so helpless. Yet I couldn't just turn around and go back to watching my movie. It was such an uncomfortable position to be in and just seeing all the logistics and kind of people yeah. going up and down the aisles and confusion on the plane. And I mean, it's amazing that most of the plane didn't realize what had happened because when they announced it the next day when we all got back on the plane, um, people were shocked. There was a, a noticeable gasp on the plane when they announced that he did not survive. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was, I was very close to it and uh, it was it was pretty I never I've never seen someone die so that was uh, a little bit shocking but yeah. uh, moving on to uh, more fun things uh, if I can <laughs> it was the most glorious day possible in Western Ireland so I did my very best to get out and play some golf. lucky had my clubs with me. Uh, I tweeted out that I was landing there trying to see if somebody could pick me up to take me out to La Hinch or Belly Bunyan. <laughs> uh, it didn't end up working out. I ended up heading up to try el- to make lemonade I tried right? to tried to. Uh, I only packed golf clothes for Florida though, and normally golf clothes you wear in, in Florida do not work in Ireland, but on this day they did, but ended up squeezing eighteen holes in at Limerick Golf Club and then uh, a a friend of our mine that I met at Colleen Castle last year, Andrew Keeley went and picked me up, and we went over to his club at Bally Neely and played nine holes, which, yeah, made the most of it. The night ended with us kind of in a local pub downtown, listening to local uh, Irish pub music and having a few pints of Guinness, and it was the most unexpected, you know, uh, layover I could have imagined. I couldn't have pictured my day would end that way, but we made the most of it. But made our way to the cabin, and, uh, yeah, we did a little work on Tuesday afternoon, uh, filmed something that is never going to see the light of day, apparently. (laughs) And uh, whenever because I
1: called Bernhard Langer uh, Hans Gruber,
0: you did that did not that <laughs> did not help the situation. I don't think we uh, went over to uh, the Sam Hunt concert that night, which was awesome. Fun. A huge gathering around the 17th hole. Tony Finau was having none of it out getting reps in during the middle of the concert.
1: Yeah. The big that tabernacle.
0: Was, that was phenomenal. Uh, went to Nona Blue again that night. And then went back to the cabin and had a take session that I think went until two or three o'clock in the morning. So these became a nightly tradition in, at the cabin, and uh, there was not a lot of sleep that follow that.
1: Yeah, and then and then I, I think the highlight for me was Wednesday morning, that first timers presser. Well, yeah, because um, you didn't
0: come back to the cabin at seven a.m. like you were supposed to when we were told I we had a surprise guest. No, you let's were get not. You were <laughs> not given misinformation. Fake news. Uh,
1: so I stayed at home most of the night, really all the nights. I live like, you know, four miles away from the block cabin. So I would rather sleep with my wife and, and then my, bathe my young son each night. Uh, so, uh, uh, so I was, I was commuting back and forth to the cabin. I was a, I was a commuter resident of the cabin, kind of a bedroom, bedroom community. Um, but
0: uh, but yeah, I mean yeah. So you guys had a had a special guest. 7 a.m. Uh, uh, yeah. and knocking on our door. We didn't know who was coming. Uh, Bernard Longer shows up with donuts and uh, and a camera crew, and kind of as a, <laughs> as a as a as a promotion for him being the seniors senior players champion, which got him into the event, um, and kind of had his own little personal media day in our backyard at the cabin. A bit of a roundtable discussion, which you guys would have heard. On the last podcast, uh, it was recorded outdoors around a table just on my phone, so it wasn't the best audio quality, but had a really nice time talking to him kind of unscheduled from our perspective. We didn't know who was coming. We couldn't really prepare, and we uh, really enjoyed out sitting outside talking to him. Then we did head over to the course, and the, the tour had set up like a first-timers. Uh, everyone that was playing the players for the first time was kind of had their own like Super Bowl chair there, and people could go up and talk to them, and then they gave us a room that we could go record podcasts and uh, we kind of di- we didn't know who was coming in the door next. It was me, you, and Kyle Porter had a room and just had a recorder going. And we just, at the last second, you know, somebody would be like, oh, so-and-so's coming in. So, again, no prep time. Uh, before we went in there, I felt really bad. I think it was his agent. I forget who it was, said, uh, I, when he asked, I thought he said, do you guys need, ca- do you guys want cameras? And I said, no, no, no. But it turned out he said, do you guys want Cameron, like Cameron Smith? So my reaction to him asking if I wanted Cameron was like, oh, no, 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 not at all. I felt horrible about that. Cause, and we, I was like, no, 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 we definitely want to talk to Cameron. So Cameron came in, we chatted with him for a while. Then it, I forget what the order of operations was. Was it... Uh, uh, it was Cameron
1: and McKenzie? Cameron, you know. Yeah, so Cameron and then Cameron's agent is Jason Day's agent, yeah. too. So he was kind of like...
0: He had his eye on you. Radar
1: lock on me. Yeah, Yeah, across across the room. Um, But uh, but yeah, he was cool. Um, But yeah, Cameron and then um,
0: Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie
1: Hughes next. Yeah, he was
0: fantastic. He was phenomenal.
1: He was a huge revelation for me this week. Um, You know, I, I think he's got a bright bright future ahead of him, and I think it just goes to show you too, like going up to this web tour event. It's just all about timing. You know, getting hot at the right time and capitalizing on your opportunities. Um, cause he's a guy like just listening to his story, uh, Canadian guy, went to Kent state, um, you know, basically got hot, ha- got hot out on the web tour, parlayed that into, into, um, you know, some PGA tour status. And then won uh, won the RSM classic a couple of years ago, or was that I guess that was last year. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely, um, you know, kind of acquitted himself well in a relatively short period of time. I mean, he, he was on the Canadian tour for a while. So he's, he's really moved up the, the uh, ladder pretty progressively. Um, so that was a, that was a pretty interesting conversation. He was extremely thoughtful. Yeah. Just, just all of his, all of his answers were, you tell he really, you know, it wasn't just stock, you know, stock stereotypical, um, stuff, but, but yeah, I mean, I and mean, then I mean, Cameron Smith was interesting to talk to as well. He was, yeah, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by the Australia by the young Australian guys that come over here and you know, kinda of leave leave their lives behind. Yeah,
0: so far from home. Halfway around
1: the world so far you know? from home. And and you could um, tell he
0: kinda of missed home too, just in what he was talking, yeah. about, you know.
1: Oh for like... sure, for sure. So um but yeah, I mean it's great to see him get a win and, and, you know, really solidify himself over here and that gives him a little bit more flexibility as far as yeah. you know, being able to go home and play a little bit more of a global schedule too. Yeah. So um
0: well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this live. I've never done this live. I've always cut this in. But we're going to go straight into uh, our little promotion here. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen on Twitter by now. The and I've teased it a couple times. The Epic Scotland Golf Trip that we are running with VisitScotland.com and Callaway. Uh, I've hyped this enough, and I swear I have not overhyped it. Uh, it is, I think, the greatest golf trip of all time. These, the prize package includes. Four rounds of golf at incredible courses. We have a spot for you in the AAM Scottish Open Pro-Am with a notable Callaway Pro. Uh, I'm not supposed to say who the notable Callaway Pro is, but it's likely to be one of two guys, both of which are uh, very, very big-name Callaway guys. But, again, that's not a guarantee yet. Uh, A bag full of custom Callaway gear, including a new Great Big Bertha Epic Driver Fairway Woods round-trip airfare, the courses we're playing are Prestwick, Dundonald, Royal Troon, and Turnberry. Uh, this is only available for our U.S. and Canada, Canadian listeners, unfortunately, but I promise you, you need to go register at CallawayGolf.com slash scotland. Uh, I'm going to be going along on the trip. I could not be more excited for it. Uh, it also includes five nights accommodation. I'm telling you, this is the greatest golf giveaway of all time. So,
1: are you playing all four rounds? I am. Plus yes. the program? Okay. I am. God, yeah, you
0: just, jackpot. Man,
1: you just, yeah,
0: gerrymandered <laughs> my way into that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: looking out for number one.
0: <laughs> that was their idea. It was their idea. No, but I, I know a lot of people have, and people have been rather understanding. I think overall of our kind of uh, bringing Callaway relationship into it. But this was kind of the idea we had in mind as well, yeah. not just. Not just it's advertising reads what we wanted to give, and we have you know in our in our deal with them we have promotions like these that we want to give back to the readers and make sure you guys are uh, are benefiting from this relationship as well. So, uh, yes, go to callawaygolfcom slash scotland and register for that. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to this a lot. So you're gonna be hearing a lot about this trip. So, so oh, that's right. awesome. That's can, can our read. our
1: our employees of ProTrach Holdings LLC? I, Eligible to
0: win? I think so, but I think people are going to be a little upset, like if you win this thing. So I, I really am hoping, like, not like one of my friends doesn't win this because people are going to get really mad. People are already mad that it only relates to us and Canada, which yeah. I, I understands, but people when they when they get their free stuff, they they uh, they don't get too excited about it. But um, uh, anyways, back to the the first timers coming through. Blaine Barber came through. Uh, he's a guy we've talked yeah. to a lot over the years. Big NLU supporter. Yeah, uh, big guy. He uh, he called it a dream come true to come on for 10 minutes, which I think he should, he should dream a lot bigger if I'm t- but uh, no, I'd love to have, you know, a couple of those guys back for longer discussions. Yeah. And, uh, it was kind of a tough setup to kind of get in and out in 10 minutes, guys coming in and out of the room and really, really flowing through quick. But we had a, we had a blast just kind of spitballing stuff at him. So,
1: and Blaine, yeah, Blaine, like that was the closest thing he's got to kind of a hometown event. He's from Lake city, Florida. And his mom, you know, has been a volunteer at the players for a long time. And, uh you know, actually, he had a he had a great week. He kind of topsy turvy, played extremely well. Um, I think Thursday, Friday, and then you know struggled a little bit like on the on his front nine on Saturday, and then um, had a great round on Sunday. So really, you know, I, I think he had a top top twenty five finish. Um, which just the amount of money oh. with the players, it's insane. Like you finish top twenty five, it's I mean it's 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 a to finish in top ten anywhere else. As far as just the payout and everything, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so he was he was fantastic. I want to get him on a pod, just you know, he's in uh, you know full a full pod him him and all these other guys. I mean, I feel like we lucked out. Right. Uh, talked to uh, Michael Kim came in, yep. Um, who I I was kind of kind of embarrassed. I didn't know more about him just because he he had such a like a storied amateur career, um, and then you know, he, and he was just a really engaging guy as well. So, um, you know, exceptionally talented guy he was, you know, he gave us some great answers. So, um, and then Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Fleetwood that part, I think that, that part went on Porter's podcast. Uh, but Fleetwood, I mean, you know, he was, he was awesome. He lives, he's from Southport. So right, right by Burkdale there, um, and he was he was extremely interesting to talk to too, and, and wanted Abu Dhabi this year. He had a great story from that. Yeah. So, if you haven't listened to that pod, go back and uh, go back and listen to it. It was a it was a it was a good crew that came in. Yeah, am I forgetting anybody?
0: Um, Michael, no, that was it. I think that was the five. Okay. So uh, now yeah. that was kind of a bit of a different tempo, different different uh, different gig for us as well. We don't do a lot of in person pods with players. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that was my first time actually doing it. So, um, but I uh, look forward to doing more stuff like that in the future. Uh, apologies because shortly after that, my computer died, and I did not bring a euro to U.S. converter, so I couldn't charge my computer. I uh, couldn't get it edited. I, I was like racing against the clock as my as my computer was close to dying, and didn't make it. So I had to I had to I had to find somebody's charger in the That didn't actually match my computer and and probably risk like short circuiting the the board the electrical board of my computer Uh, but god that's the second trip
1: in a row you've been on with me that that you haven't brought a converter man do you do you even travel
0: i don't apparently not (laughs) i travel in europe which is all the same (laughs) converter like i don't think about these kind of things but i I did forget that in england too you're right but um i'll learn i'll learn um Uh Then Wednesday, I went out and played Ponte Vedra and in club, a uh, great course, which I think you're going to be playing a lot of golf at in the future. Yeah. Uh, legitimately, some of the best, definitely the best Bermuda greens I've ever putted on and some of the best greens total I've ever putted on, uh, which made me feel way better. I, I, I've been putting on mostly on link screens all year and putting horribly. So to actually see some balls go in the hole was, was quite a relief to me. But uh, that was a great course. I'd love to go back out there. Fincham and Monahan live on the course, all their houses, and uh, yeah, it was a cool vibe out there. You're yeah. gonna love it. They got a couple courses out there, so
1: we did meet the commission on Tuesday night. We
0: did. Well, Jay. we met we Jay. So
1: went I went did... up and introduced ourselves, and, and he was he couldn't have been couldn't have been more engaging. Talking a little bit about Boston, he was just like, "Yeah, man, what's up? No hang up. I know about you guys." And he was he was like, "Really? That's cool."
0: Yeah, it was, so... I was like, "Is that good or bad?" No, uh, <laughs> I did like get some digging this week trying to find somebody within the tour, you know, people that have worked under Jay and with Jay for years, trying to find somebody to say a bad word about this guy. I got nothing, man. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like state run media, but like everyone just saying good things about him, but it's like, it's genuine. And finally somebody was like, yeah, there was this one moment nine years ago where he got upset with somebody and then immediately apologized. I was like that—that's it. Like that's absolutely it. Nobody could say a bad word about him. It's really amazing how how much people go out of their way to praise him. But uh man, it sounds and like it's
1: the, good. He's got you know he, he's got Tiberius Votal to be kind of his his uh, right hand man, be the bad guy a little bit. <laughs> with people. So he can keep that you keep do need that, that. Uh, persona going. You know.
0: Yeah. So, but I I don't know. This was uh, I don't I haven't been you know I go I go to the memorial pretty much every year, but I don't get to go to a lot of tour events, but. To kind of get behind the scenes and see how the sausage is made for an event this huge. I mean, I I came away pretty impressed with just overall logistics and how convenient absolutely everything was in the tournament. Even the traffic, getting in in and out of the place. I mean, granted, we were on bikes, but we even coming, you know, we played golf a couple mornings and then came to the tournament midday. We never once waited in traffic. I just thought the whole event, we'll get to the lack of leaderboard and whatnot and kind of the, the missing vibe from it a bit, but the whole event was just run as smooth as really I've ever seen one.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, the media center there is unreal. Um, you know, great media center. I think I had about 50 smoothies oh this God. week. Um,
0: we can't be then, we can't be media center guys that just rave about the media center. No, I
1: center know. So, so I'm almost to the point now where in the media center, I guess was like third or fourth event this year, and I, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I think I'm, I think i'm I, I want to be back on the other side of the ropes and be back imbibing adult beverages with yeah. the with the uh with the fans, yeah you know um just just kind of you lose a little bit of of that uh experience it turns yeah. into a little bit of groupthink you know you just like that was that was part of my thing last week it was like, i I feel like i had I had low tea I had low takes
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It's not a productive work environment. Like everyone just kind of gossips and talks in there. You need like a desk like in the corner where you can hide from yeah. people. But um, that was like
1: I heard Bamberger was there this week, but like you know didn't step foot in the media center. But there was just rumblings that he was there. Like that's that's the best. It's just
0: that's the way to do it.
1: Totally flying under the radar. But yeah, I mean, also like props to all the um, you know props to all the media guys just for actually being able to get shit done. Yeah. Like that was you know, it's like I I don't think I could ever you know, I mean somebody's either walking up to you interrupting you or like, you know, I wrote a little bit in there and it was it was just like you know, you could get no flow going. But um, but yeah, it was good to meet, you know, it was pretty much the whole crew there. It was good to meet, like I met Jim McCabe, he was fantastic. Could have talked to him for hours. Uh, just a bunch of you know, good to put a bunch of uh, yeah. names to faces. So yeah. faces today.
0: make it so, a little more real that was good yeah. I went out and we followed uh, the JT Rory DJ group in the afternoon on Thursday after we played a little golf Thursday morning at Marsh Landing me, you, Jordan Wink and DJ Pie. Really enjoyed that golf course. Uh, really enjoyed the front nine especially. Back nine was was a yeah. little less than perfect, but that was a that was a fun layout. I'd like to play some more golf. I
1: think that there. might have just been – I think you and Jordan were up, what, seven and six on us in the front? And we then were we, seven we up. Just, and then we just kept pressing.
0: <laughs> Somehow you, you we were seven up through nine, and you won money off of us. It like ended up being two bucks, but – that ended up being a pretty awesome and fun match. Well, I wouldn't say awesome. We had, like, one good hole, and then it was a pillow fight on the way in. But...
1: Yeah, three of the four of us made birdies. I although know. you you hit iron off the tee, so.
0: I hit wedge. was I hit it was 360-yard hole, first of all. So, yeah, I hit three iron wedge to six feet. Birdied it and finger-wagged in your face because it was for the win. So I don't want to hear <laughs> about you making me – or me hitting three iron off that tee. It was completely justified, so. Um… That was fun I talked you into going for it on eighteen um, from two hundred and fifty, yeah. and you hit it in the water. That was great. Um, I don't
1: know why I didn't hit driver off the deck
0: there. I don't think that was the shot. I don't know if you could have got it elevated yeah. over that water, but it's true. Um, yeah, when I'm out still and getting
1: my new, I'm still getting, I'm still getting my new clubs dialed in, especially yep. the three wood.
0: That's that's just tour sauce right there. Blame it on the equipment yeah. change. So. Yeah. Um, when I followed the Rory JT DJ group, first action of the tournament, I saw it was awesome to watch those three ball strikers out there it wasn't their best performance they managed to scrape it around all of them and around even par which i think they played a lot worse than that overall it's not an ideal course for those three that their style of play um rory's just a little bit rusty uh dj maybe a bit rusty as well um and it just lacked a little bit of energy in that group still really enjoyed watching them the highlight came on 18 when from the middle of the fairway jt chucked his club uh, after going in the water. And Shamberger and Kyle Porter were sitting right to the right of me, and they, they go to turn to JT's face on the camera, and they show JT throwing the club. And as soon as he throws it, both Shamberger and Porter look directly at me for my reaction, which was just like to drop my jaw. Like, did he seriously just chuck his club down the middle of the fairway? It was such a perfect moment. But you got a little backlash from people on that. People weren't too happy with that club throw.
1: I'm just I- – I, like, I, I followed that group for a little bit with you guys, and I, I had to eject. It was it was just bad vibes, man.
0: It wasn't great. It was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it just...
1: yeah, I don't know. It was like Rory was trying to grind and get get the new club style in, and then, I don't know, JT's body language was just so negative. And, like, I know he's just, you know, I know he, he kind of runs hot and cold. And, you know, that's kind of just him getting the... You know, getting the frustration out after a bad shot and moving on. But, like, I don't know, there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of flow in that group.
0: No. And it's like, it's such a great, you know, pairing, but for any yeah. other course other than that one, really. And they're not a lot yeah, of chances to get exactly. driver. And, yeah. um, but and the McRib,
1: and, you know, obviously under the weather a little bit as far as physically.
0: Yeah, too. he was heavily taped up and clearly in, in a little bit of pain, but luckily doesn't seem to be too serious of an injury but that was kind of the first look i got at at actual play on the golf course um i didn't notice as many i've seen the course maybe six years ago but i didn't the changes didn't stick out to me too much other than obviously the new 12th um obviously there's all new greens i thought overall the course played a bit too firm on the greens and i know it's it's a good it's, it's tough balance to reach and that you don't want guys to be able to throw darts at pins, and it does create a different, unique challenge. But I think it kind of contributed to the lack of drama and fireworks coming down the stretch. Was you couldn't, if you're hitting six iron, you need to be playing 15 feet at minimum short of the green, and it took the absolute most perfect shot to get a ball to run out near the hole. And we just didn't see a lot of birdies and a lot of a lot of action coming. Really, the whole weekend, no one really made any moves.
1: And it was pretty windy.
0: Yeah, it too. Was. I mean, the
1: win- It was the wind so hot uh, right there. Yeah, it was pretty much like. I think the guys kind of scored a little bit on Thursday, and then it kind of slowed down a little bit Friday, and then Saturday, the weather ended up being better than the forecast. Um, it was supposed to rain all day Saturday, and then, but but it was it was really just a, a uh, I think it was eminently fair, but maybe not all that conducive to excitement, yep. like you said.
0: No, it was you know? totally fair. I don't mean to think yeah. it was unfair, but... This event, I think, it, those, those final few holes are built so much on dramatics, right? And it just yeah. didn't end up playing out. And, and again, that's just that's one year. Of, for the most part, this tournament's almost always dramatic. So it's not like I need to think they need to make sweeping changes. It does sound like they're going to make some changes to the 12th, though. I think their first go around with this was not that well received by the players. I think I saw on Twitter only like 19% of the guys actually went for it on twelve. Uh, JT told me before he teed off like he's like I, I apologize in advance for number 12 and then taunted me after he laid up and made birdie um, which was pretty and they was, kept
1: progressively moving the tee up Dude, yeah, trying to get these guys coerced to coerced guys it. into going for it and a lot of guys still resisted uh, but then again too I mean I, I saw, saw a lot of guys I think like half the groups I saw this week like one of the guys laid up and ended up hitting in the fairway bunker. Yep. Like in every single group. So, I mean, JT made made birdie out of the fairway bunker there um, once. So, it, it, I, I do think that that bunker is way too wide, the fairway bunker, and they could they could add some more strategy um, to the layup and more angles. I mean, I know I sound like Andy uh, and Zach Blair right now, but I, I, I do think there's some there's some changes to be made there, like you said. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Thursday night, what do we do? I don't even remember.
1: Uh, was it Top Golf night or was that Friday?
0: That was Top Golf oh. night. You're right. Yeah, we went to Top Golf Jacksonville.
1: And no, uh, Thursday was Taco Lou, right? Or was that Wednesday?
0: That was Wednesday. no, Wednesday was Taco God. Lou. Went to Taco God. Lou Wednesday night, and then um, we kind of we kind of teetered out on Wednesday night. I think we were. I, I, I got no more than four hours of sleep on any night for this. <coughs> um yeah. Top golf, went top golf. That was my first top golf experience. You were kinda of hating on it going into it. I couldn't be more in. I think it's great. I think it's like going bowling, but with a much more fun sport from my perspective. Uh playing games, betting, drinking, eating with sports on TV. I don't I don't I don't get what more you could want out of it.
1: I'm all for going like an NFL Sunday instead of sitting on the couch, but um I don't know, it's just uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kinda I'm I'm am kind of a house divided on top golf. Like I, I like it more than say going bowling, but at the same time it's, <clears throat> you know, it, it, and it's getting more people out playing golf, getting a golf club in their hands. So that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm way in. I thought it was fun. It was hilarious. Club twirls. Some people were really grinding, getting some reps in. I saw DJ <laughs> really working on his alignment. Uh, no, I thought it was great. I'd love to go back. But uh...
1: the one thing, all right, the one thing that that gets me. About there is, it should be like a total kind of testosterone fueled driving distance. Yeah. Bonanza, and the and the range has always run out at like two twenty.
0: Yeah, I'll give you
1: that. That's the only thing. That's that probably I think,
0: they should just need to like some sensors in the net behind to really t- even if it runs out at two twenty to say how far yeah. it would have gone. But uh, no, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Friday, I went out in the morning. Follow, I wanted to see John Rahm. I followed him for six or seven holes. Uh, he didn't play great. He kind of teetered out after that first round. But uh, I was get thoroughly impressed with the ball flight and just—I I don't know—I pictured him as a low ball hitter just because of how short his backswing is. Dude launches it up in the air and just has this swagger about him and just this personality that I—I I, I know I, n- there's no there's no room on the bandwagon left. All the stock's been purchased.
1: I, really I heard think, he was a fad.
0: I heard he was a fad as well. But I think he's going to be not just like a superstar in golf. I think he's going to be like a huge personality. I feel like there's so much there. And he's going to be a guy that wears his emotions right on right on the surface and uh, just kind of has this natural draw to him that I don't think maybe even somebody like Sergio ever really had. Um, I know it's kind of – I don't know what exactly I'm trying to say. Other than I was just like drawn to him. And his
1: ball flight is so cool. Yeah, it, Like it's not it's not low, but it's like it doesn't doesn't balloon either. Like he launches it high off the face, and then it just kind of just keeps going instead of you know kind of that upward peak kind of trash. Like there's not a whole lot of backspin on it. No. Um, it, it's amazing to watch.
0: And that so. club just looks like a little tight club in his hands. I mean, he's just got this. I don't yeah. know. He's not, he's not fat. I've heard some people kind of say, Oh, he needs to stay fat to stay good. I don't think he's fat. Like, I think he's just like,
1: and Adidas isn't doing any favors. No. the Stuff that they're putting in
0: it was not good. And the
1: way that it's tailored too. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then his, his, uh, his friend was following him around too. Oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's kosher to say on the podcast, but go ahead. Wow. Uh, yeah. The 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 word on him, you know, last year, a couple of years ago, I think I said it on the podcast where uh, one of the guys from another one of the Pac-12 schools, one of the coaches said, "Yeah, like we love Rom, man. He's just he's like everything is right with golf. He likes drinking, eating pizza, and go ahead." With big boobs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so I don't think anything's changed on that front.
0: Most again. definitely not, from what I gathered and, and walking around with him, but. Um, I, then I spent a little time on 17 the rest of the day, kind of head, going back. Actually, I spent a little time in the C suite, if I'm being honest, uh, up in the hospitality tent, kind of with a view of 17 and 16 green. And just kind of, th- th- there's nothing secret about those holes. Uh, that's my first time experiencing them in person at a tournament. And just that whole scene and vibe is just, it, it was awesome. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. That 16th green sits so pretty against the water and the 17th green just in person. It's, it looks so small, even though it's, I think the biggest green on the golf course. And I could, I mean, we ended up spending a lot of time on that hole, obviously for good reason. And I, you know, it's a lot of people talk about 17. It's really hyped, but I I don't think it's overhyped at all. I think it is honestly the place to be. And it was a little, the attendance was even down a little bit on that hole. And the, the scene wasn't quite what I think it has been in years past, but, Man, it was it was awesome to spend some time watching guys hit shots out there.
1: And the people watching too. Oh the people god, watching is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were a ton of balls in the water. Oh,
0: I mean sixty nine balls in the water.
1: <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was it was entertaining uh, all day long.
0: I was amazed how many young people there were in attendance. Maybe it's just me getting older, but I feel like when I go to the memorial, I feel like it's it's mostly forty year old people. You know, thirty-five, forty-year-old people. I felt like the, the the crowd was mostly made up of people like in their mid-twenties. That has to be exactly what the tour is going for. But I just found the whole social scene to be uh, pretty. I don't know. It's pretty. It was it was vibrant, man. I mean, it was it was yeah. it was pretty spread out too. I feel like in in the past, it's been very concentrated around that seventeenth. But it was basically all over the back nine. I mean, it was uh, it was quite the party out there.
1: Well, it's cool. They've got the you know they got the food trucks and everything over on kind of between 12 TE and 16 – or, yeah, 16 fairway and all that. So they've got all the food trucks and all that hospitality over there too. So I think it's kind of become a little bit more spread out here over the last couple of years uh, as well. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's as good of a scene as there is in golf when the weather's good uh, is 17. And then just – like there's there's so many underrated shots in the back there. Like I, like I could stand on 15 T and watch guys – especially if the wind's – funky watch the guys shape the ball around that corner and see you know kind of what they hit there um and then like that second shot into 11 even the layup like if you lay up on 11 that's like one of the hardest layups i've ever seen um there's just so many that's the thing it's like the the entire course is just there's just shot value galore
0: there's no throwaway shots out there. I know that's that's a common for a Pete Dye course, but there's really not. There's not like one shot. Maybe like the tee shot at six. <clears throat> maybe the tee shot really at nine. You can't really gain a ton of advantage unless you really want to go for it. But there's there's so much emphasis on every single shot out there. There's not a there's not a hole where you can just go up and hit you know hit a three iron, four iron, and everyone's going to hit the same shot. I mean there's there's strategy that goes into every one. I mean I follow guys that you know Rory's hitting driving iron on a hole and you know. JT's hitting driver on it, and you know it just yeah. uh, Rose was hit. Rose was hitting driver on four, and Rom was hitting like a four iron or something like that. I mean, it was so much goes into getting around that course. The tee shot on sixteen is awesome to watch from behind as well. Yeah, um, and I, I and granted, I spent a decent amount of time with the with the privilege of being go, able to go inside the ropes, but there wasn't <laughs> much of a, a need to because almost everywhere you wanted to see golf, you could see it. It's it wasn't swarms of people or huge crowds to the point where you couldn't get to like an amphitheater or a hill to watch the action. And
1: Yeah, you're never jockeying for for position.
0: No, no. And and that's just a a testament to how well the course is set up. And, you know, the lines in the bathrooms were never long. I mean, the logistics of the actual event, it was the best I've seen. I mean, you go to the memorial tournament sometimes, there's there's huge beer lines, there's huge bathroom lines. I mean, I don't recall ever having to wait or be obstructed at, at any point, which was... Which was yeah. phenomenal. But uh, um,
1: that, what do you have? Then, from,
0: anything else from Friday? Because you went and followed Mackenzie. Was that when you followed Mackenzie Hughes, or that was that Thursday? Yeah,
1: I think a Thursday. That was Thursday. That was. I mean, he was. That was unreal. Like just some of his. He probably th- he threw away a couple shots on the front um, when when uh, Sarson was following him. But and then I and then I came on board. You know, he kind of steadied the ship. Um, <laughs> but, Naturally. uh but yeah, know he uh, he was a big takeaway for me and then actually Neil so Neil and Big Randy came into town and uh, and I went out to the range with Neil uh, late on Friday and we just stood there and watched Charles Schwartzel basically like castigate himself <laughs> for like half an hour. it was it was incredible. Um, just puring irons, but I guess it wasn't exactly the shot shape he was looking for or what but I mean that range is so good out there, Mm. Um, and he's just you know maybe missing it by a couple feet one way and absolutely just furious with himself. Um, So that was that was like what that was like theater. I could have watched that all day. Um, it's Just a guy getting deep in his craft. And then
0: uh, can you explain? We need you to. I should have asked this. We need you to explain your coocher stance. Both, oh. both, the,
1: uh, <laughs> both the,
0: both the both flip flops. We need both change ups.
1: Um. So yeah. So the the, the initial flip flop on going from, you know, being way out on Kucher to to being in on Kucher was. Uh, yeah, I've heard some really good stories about him of late. He sounds like he's really like exceptionally woke. Uh, I'm actually playing a practice round with Justin Huber today. He was telling me some stories from mexico when they played together in that team event that, that the big cat was supposed to play in a few years back um and you know they're not really i'm not gonna blow up his spot but i'll just say they're like it made me think of kuchar in a whole different light like just an exceptionally cool dude um but you know and then you know just stories from other people so that was kind of the that was kind of the deal there um and then I saw him on Thursday (laughs) and I was just like yeah so I kind of really liked the the idea of Kucher. I liked him in the in the in the uh, in the macro sense if you will Um, you know and then I and then I saw what he was wearing on on Thursday and as well as his swing Uh, and and I was just like what have I done (laughs) like immediate like I was like immediately just appalled and, and you know sickened by it uh so i'm back i'm back out on creature man i just can't i like the idea of creature but i I can't get down with it like i can't actually watch him so i will support him in, in theory but in practice you know if i'm out at a tournament i need to abstain
0: we need to get you and Cooch on a pod. I think that would be. We need to get the woke version of Cooch that we've all that we've now all heard yeah. about. I mean, I heard some stories yeah. here and there, but again, and you shared some of them this week as well. It's like, all right, I think Cooch is like playing up this whole golly g thing. Oh yeah, I mean, he's oh, like a method actor. Yeah,
1: you know,
0: uh, so <laughs> uh, So yeah, we need we need to make that happen. Whatever anybody any yeah. of Cooch's people listening to this, we want to make it happen. We want the people to see the real Cooch, but. Um, Anything else from Friday?
1: Um, that was pretty much it. I think, you know, it was a, just a picture-perfect day. And,
0: um, and, the weather was think, just phenomenal the whole week. Yeah. It was, it was hot. Awesome. but I mean, uh, yeah, 90, 90 degrees, but uh, I don't know. I didn't think the humidity was too bad. I heard some people complaining about it, but just wear some sunscreen, drink some water, and you're Florida. Floor, so, yeah. Yeah. So we went out to the Slammer and the Squire on Saturday morning. Gary um, Player inspired. Uh, was disgusted to see that they actually had hot dogs served at the turn. But uh, had a nice morning out there.
1: I like that. Did some sit-ups on the first tee. Did
0: some sit-ups. Uh, they do have a bin full of apples on the first tee for you. Uh, <laughs> for, I'm sure that Mr. Player had something to do with that. Um, I liked that course, maybe because it was the only good round I played the whole trip, but uh, we, we ducked some weather and had a good good day out there standing in the Hall of Fame. And they uh, had a great...
1: That short par four on the front was awesome. Uh, really which, liked that hole. Which one was uh, that? Maybe six, seven... Know, it was... It was it a was
0: good like, resort course. Like it was, it was Yeah, it was like
1: 300, 305. Yeah, it was kind of like what a resort course should be. Yeah. It was more... It was much more interesting than your than your average resort course, and but you know I, th- I think the, the the defense of the course was the was really undulating greens. They were in, they were in good shape. they were so. in
0: really good shape. So
1: yeah, well, I really
0: don't like true. putting on Bermuda, but all four places I played this week, I thought the the, the greens were phenomenal. I, I actually kind of found, may, have, may have found a little something on the greens, but
1: dude, you're you're pitching the choir, man. Like my <sighs> my putting is in shambles. Like I grew up playing bent greens in atlanta and then they switched pretty much every course in atlanta to bermuda and i still haven't recovered it's it's just it's just messed with me and then i moved up north he went back to ben in boston and like started putting well again and now i'm back in the south and i'm back on bermuda it's just it's like a horror show they're gonna be all all week just all the putting i i think so i would imagine but it's not even all the putting it's the chipping too like,
0: That's the hard. You so can't really put from off the green because the fringe is so grabby. You know, it's not like, uh, and, it, and if you're chipping from off the green, the fringe grabs way harder than the greens do, and you you get like really these yeah. a lot of these in between shots that you got to figure out. But what it's to
1: much do more with. demanding. Like you yeah. you have to really clip it if you you know if you anticipate putting any spin on it or getting any sort of check, you got to really clip it. Yeah. You know? So it, it is. It's more demanding in that regard, which you know makes you better short game wise. Uh, but yeah it's just you know can't play target you can't play target golf with it yeah. so
0: so I went out and followed Kyle Stanley for 12 holes on Saturday afternoon uh, there's a bit of a backstory there Kyle Stanley was like my original JT about five six years ago and uh, saw him get to the top, get to the pinnacle of the game came like a top 40 player in the world and you know finished obviously Second at, the, at Torrey Pines and won the Waste Management in 2012. And then since then it's been a huge struggle for him to see him lose, his, lose status on the tour to be back playing in the final group Saturday and Sunday at the Players was pretty awesome to watch. He didn't have a lot of left in the tank come Sunday. He hadn't been in that situation in a long time. Which is a bit understandable, but we had a blast watching him Sunday. Man, he was just firing at every flag imaginable. Porter came out for a little bit, and he was in awe of the flags he was going after. Stuck it to two feet on 17. He birdied the 17th all four days. Only the second person ever to do that. Um, it was great to see him. It, the guy still is a fen- a ball striking savant. He's <clears throat> minimum one of the best 15 ball strikers on tour. And when he puts even average, he's going to contend on the tour. So putting has been a huge struggle for him he he putted pretty well for the week and had had some good moments and just a little little lot he ran out of ran out of whatever was left in the tank uh come sunday he missed a putt on 15 footer on 18 <coughs> would have tied him for second and made him a hell of a lot of money but uh it was great to see him get a top five finish uh, i'm surprised
1: well. he didn't mike jones here what's that Back then, they didn't want me. And hot they all, all you
0: know? I didn't see any of him getting to nine under the first two days, and then he uh, played like three. <laughs> he over shows it. up in the last
1: groove and, and, and solid says, "Hey, hey, I'm back."
0: <laughs> no he he played. I'm he uh, I wasn't at. Uh, yeah, he played opposite of of Rory and JT. So I I missed out on following him on Thursday, and then he played Friday morning. Uh, do I have that backwards, actually? Yeah, maybe I do. I don't know. But I missed him the first two days. But he, he played great Saturday. He didn't score great, but he played really well. The condition like the conditions the whole week were super tough. I mean, it was you know, just you need to go watch guys play in those wind, that kind of conditions at the, from those tee boxes to get. You can watch on TV and they make it look so easy. Then you go out and feel the conditions they're playing in and see the shots they're hitting. and You know, 237-yard par threes and guys are striping irons back there and making birdie. I mean, it's it really is. Just uh, you know, you, you go play in the morning and then go watch in the afternoon, and you you really get the full view of how big of a difference it is between the game we play and they yeah. play. So, um, Sunday, and then, well Saturday, Saturday night, go we ahead. Had our board meeting. Oh, we had the the Pro Trage oh, holders. No, that no, wasn't meeting.
1: Saturday. That was that was that Friday
0: night. No, yeah, that was no. Friday night. That was Friday night. We went to okay. Hibachi Grill um because this is thursday yeah this is the first the second time ever that me you big randy and neil have ever been in the same place at the same time the first was at 2014 rbc um and we our our relationship is entirely email text and uh apparently uh, quarterly earnings calls um across several different time zones so it was good to get all four heads together and kind of brainstorm for the future we'll have some We're we'll some good stuff coming up I don't think we're fully ready to unveil everything but yeah.
1: uh, we're going to take the top off the defense
0: top's coming off the defense and there's going to be all I can say is there's going to be a lot more content going forward so uh, stay tuned yeah. for that we'll be we'll have more details on that to follow but uh, um, it was good to get yeah, yeah. four of us together yeah, Saturday
1: I didn't even get out to the, to the tournament I did to go up to a wedding uh, a buddy of mine got married up in a island so I was up there after our golf, and then, uh, you know, drove back early the next day, and then we played Atlantic Beach Country Club.
0: Sunday morning, oh baby. Yeah. That was The site of
1: the, the canceled Web Tour Championship last year, Web Doctor Tour Championship this year, pending any hurricanes or anything like that. Um, that place was awesome.
0: That was a beautiful Sunday morning. We absolutely loved that place getting the, the seal of approval too from the architecture nerd Andy was it made it even that much more enjoyable watching him geek out over some of those holes yeah but really a small piece of land and uh, fitting 18 holes into some holes that are a bit i'm sure they'd love to make longer if they could but uh, uh, just an inherently fair design with with a ton of shot values out there and no like a, no throwaway shots as we previously mentioned on, on yeah. sawgrass. But uh, love what a couple of funky done with the holes on the
1: front, but like just the, the finishing stretch is insanely entertaining. Like that's going to be like like if there's any sort of drama or you know if the leaderboard's tight at all coming down the stretch at the Web Tour Championship, it's going to be lit.
0: Yeah. Um, I say we. Then, you're gonna. You live down there, but I'm. I'm thinking I'm gonna be coming down there to cover that tournament because that's gonna be. That's gonna be. Yeah. The
1: no, I, I'm almost thinking let's just run a let's just run a house on that course and, and you know cover that like ad nauseum. Man, that place is awesome. I'm in. I'm <laughs> so in. is that a uh, pro am? Can we get a, in that?
0: Can we play in that too?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do a little. I think Rafael Campos is in the field this week try to parlay my, you know, akin to what he, he, he did, um, here the last, last couple of months, I'm going to try to parlay my, my pro am spot into an actual spot, just <laughs> found my game and, and, really, you know, try to get him the to web tour championship. Just, you know, basically start, start Monday qualifying into, uh, Actual web tour events.
0: You use the Chase yeah. Kemka ex- Chase Kepka exemption, exactly. and get in if you t- finish top five this week. Get into next week event. Next week's yeah. event. Exactly. Um, so. Yeah, we enjoyed Sunday morning. That was great, and then went back out to the course. I followed Stanley Group, the Stanley Group for the first nine holes. Did not go well. JB Holmes shot eighty four. Kyle shot seventy five, um, and then Sibu Kim ended up winning it in the group ahead of them. Um, we we spent man, most. of the I want to get down with JB, J- but man.
1: You know, the number of practice swings he takes—it's not good. Oh, oh my god! It's like, like I had to eject from that group. Went over to 17 and just I'm out.
0: He almost killed someone. Can we talk about that?
1: Yeah, that lady took it took it in stride too. She was taking selfies with people on the way out.
0: <laughs> we go Blood up and running
1: down the side of her head. He
0: goes and, way left on eight, hit a woman in the head, and it, it was. it's been like 10 minutes yeah. giving her medical attention and whatnot, but. Yeah, she did soak up her time and her time in the sun. But uh, for all we know, hopefully she's all right. But I think that rattled him a little bit because yeah, he came. He shot 84 yeah. with four birdies, which is which is just special. Yeah, amazing. Um, and then we um, sat on 17 for most of the afternoon, just kind of waiting for something to happen, and nothing really did. We missed Cabrera Bayo's double. Uh, sorry, Albatross. We were there. We were there. We just couldn't see it. I did see his club go into the water. I could see that from there. And then he made stepped up and went after the Sunday pin and made a deuce on seventeen, uh, which was this was pretty phenomenal way to get through that stretch. But
1: and I think the most impressive thing was he rinsed his ball on eighteen, still made par. Yeah,
0: seriously. And
1: <laughs> like, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he got up and down from like two oh four, I think, on eighteen. So that was that was cool. But yeah, I mean, talk to me a little bit about the leaderboard. Um,
0: well, we, we missed – we. I mean, yeah, it was not good. Um, pretty much for the tour's flagship event, their worst-case scenario, I think. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people in there pulling for Poulter, or some, uh, at least a, a name player to win this event. Not that um, – I, and I, I typically don't enjoy, you know, when people come on, you know, armchair guys like us, going and trash the winner. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. I'm talking from their perspective, their flagship event – a player that doesn't speak English to win it is probably the, their worst case scenario. Again, not to say it at all, see what Kim didn't deserve to win. He was phenomenal he was scrambling. I think he only hit eight greens or something on Sunday. Yeah. Um,
1: Which is crazy too. Cause he's, I, I mean, I think he's been working through some swing changes and stuff. Um, the and, story, like Randy was telling me a story from, he was talking to, I think Chris Baker, web, web tour guy. who was at dinner the other night with like Streb and, Got Guthrie and Chris Baker and Justin Huber in there, and Chris Baker was like, he was saying, he played with Siwoo Kim, I don't know if it was last year, a couple of years ago, and Siwoo Kim was like, Chris, you have swing coach? And he was like, yeah, man, I've got a swing coach. And he was like, oh, I need swing coach. Like, <laughs> and, um, so I guess he got Sean Foley, he got himself a swing coach. So he's been working through some stuff, but I, I think that's kind of a, a Maybe a misplaced narrative because that guy's, like, the fact that he only hit that many greens this week um, in that his swing is just so damn pure. Oh, God. You know, like, he's, he's a really – he's actually normally he's a really good ball striker. So um, that should portend some, some good finishes for him. if just short game and everything around the greens has gotten up to snuff. Um, you know, he's probably – he's got a bright future ahead of him. So.
0: The tee ball he hit on 18, man. I mean, so he's still oh, on that tee up two yeah. um, with just Poulter ahead of him and 18 not a birdie hole. I, we didn't know that Poulter – or you went ahead and maybe you saw Poulter shank. I missed the whole thing, which I, devastated me. So I didn't me. see the
1: actual shank, but, like, I, we were walking up 18 and all of a sudden, like, you see Poulter over on the right and it was a little bit further up than he would have hit his drive. I was like, you know what the hell happened? somebody was like dude he shanked it and I had like five text messages and he you know they're just moving everybody back and everything and I mean to Poulter's credit he hit a really solid third shot in there fourth because um, he had to
0: take a drop
1: oh did he have to take an unplayable
0: yeah he made bogey he got that up and down for bogey oh, wow
1: shit that's even more impressive
0: supposedly johnny um, was killing him on his drop too but i missed all of this so that's the thing when you're when you're that's did you the take a the,
1: cavalier drop a
0: little bit casey wittenberg was out there helping him pick out a spot but that's the thing about cover I, I going to tournaments is fun it's really a different experience and i love doing it but you lose perspective on what's going on with the tournament which yeah. is fine for the most i mean this one especially was not that dramatic or exciting but um, you do it is kind of a, kind of piecing it together whether the things that are happening unless you're watching from the media center which I kind of refuse to do but um,
1: so that was the thing that it was probably the best tournament we could have gone to and just gone out and watched yeah, on the course because sure. it was it's just all about the the quality of the golf being played was exceptional uh, maybe the the storyline and the narrative wasn't wasn't fantastic on, on the coverage and everybody was like man it was a boring tournament but I mean just you know, you didn't get that sense on course. You know, there was there was plenty of plenty right. of good golf being played. Um, this is our
0: chance to actually see guys. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. you don't want to no, necessarily rather, see the leaders per se. You know, it's it's yeah. fun to actually just watch how guys manage the ball around the course and yeah. their you know interaction with that pin on
1: seventeen on Sunday, too. Um, so good. I mean, and it's so it's it's so close to that bunker to where. To get it close, you either have to go so far right, you have to go right of the flag, or just put an insane amount of spin on it and get it to stop on a really firm green. Because you know, otherwise you're you're threading the needle in like a six to six foot or like a six inch window yeah. to be able to stop it right around the pin. Otherwise, you're going to be you know twelve to fifteen feet behind it.
0: I think if that green's so. softer, that pin's a lot more fun. You know, I mean, oh, so is. many guys yeah. have to play to the middle of the green because. It's not worth the cost benefit. I think who yeah. was it? Um, uh, Utah Kita. Am I saying it right? It went at the flag and yeah. you know, went in between the flag and the right side of the green. And his ball hit the green, end up hitting the railroad tie behind the green and coming back somehow. But and he ended up 21 feet from the hole. I like get his ball was pin seeking and it got him 20 20 feet. Like the benefit of going at that pin is so small. That, you know, unless you're able to stop it right next to it, it's really not worth it. But I think in the future we'll see the green soften up a little bit. This is the first year of the new firmer green. So, um,
1: the most impressive shot I saw a week was Lucas Glover's yeah. shot on 17.
0: Oh my god, that pro trash. <laughs> what did he hit?
1: I don't know. I want to say, I mean, he had to have hit like an eight.
0: It was so low. I can't describe it, how low he hit this shot. It,
1: but, uh, it was like that was like, I want to live vicariously
0: through that tee shot. No glove. It, it still blows my mind that he plays in no glove to go up on a Sunday and hit that shot with all those people watching with that much money on the line and stick it. That was, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but, again, the tee shot that Kim hit on 18, he's up two, and he, he's not going to get caught in, ahead. So he just needs to make five to win. I was kind of surprised he hit the ball where he did. He went up and smoked a three-wood ten feet from the water. But it was – the, one of the purest strikes I've ever seen, the whole crowd, you know, again, this isn't, like, the most popular player. The crowd was in awe. I mean, there was so much. The marshals were like, looking around at each other, like, did you see that shot? I don't really know how to describe it, other than it was, like, the sexiest ball flight I've ever seen on a, on a three-wood off the tee. God,
1: uh, it was amazing. Yeah, well, it's, I, I think that kind of goes back to the, the whole thing of part of the reason that guys, some of these guys aren't as well-known or some of these guys aren't more popular players is they don't get shown a whole lot. right? You know? So I think it takes a, an instance like that or an occasion like that for people to really figure out who Siwoo Kim is. And mean, Randy, to all his credit, he had a really good take the other day where, you know, granted, he's probably the most anti-Ricky guy on the planet. And not because he doesn't like Ricky, but just because he thinks he's overexposed and overrated is, you know, Siwoo Kim's got – Bag two events before the age of 22, including a players, you know, Um, to where you know I think Ricky's got four wins at this point and he's 27. Um, You know, so I I think it just goes to show you how deep the game is. And if you were to ask the average fan, go out to a driving range and ask the average fan who see who Kim is. I mean, shit, the four play guys didn't even know who John Rom was (laughs) until like February. So you know the chances of them knowing to see who Kim is are just insane. Um, but on that level too, like I was in, I was taken aback a little bit by how positive the re- the reception was for, for Poulter on Sunday, for well, the most part, which well, is a little bit surprising because I because I heard otherwise from other other spots in the course. But like I I just I, I have a problem with like like yeah like I don't want to see to succeed just because i know how shitty he is to to people but like i'm not actively out there rooting against him and trying to you know and, and trying to mess up his vibe no, you know i, I think I that's totally where you agree. draw the line yeah and I, yeah and I, I i just i have a problem with that in golf where you know a lot of these you know where people are making it uncomfortable for these guys like this is their workplace this yeah. is their this is their environment you know i i, I think that's where you draw the line
0: totally you know. agree and the, and some of these events kind of can turn into bring this Ryder Cup vibe to it and Sergio's gone through it in the past at the players yeah. and uh yeah i mean it, i i didn't see mm-hmm. a lot of it but definitely heard from a lot of people how how people were yelling get in the water after after Polders hitting shots which that and that has kind of a place at the Ryder Cup maybe that's kind of where you draw the line at the Ryder Cup but a regular tour event has absolutely no place in it it's totally different to be you know, online vocally rooting against yeah. someone, which is totally fine, and we all have our favorites. I'm, I was sitting right there, and obviously not rooting for Poulter, but you know, to kind of, there shouldn't be any effect from the crowd on somebody's psyche on somebody's playing. And I'm not saying that costs Poulter at all, but there's just no place for that. And I'm, I'm Poulter's one of my least two favorite players on the on the entire planet. So, I agree. It's, it, 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 yeah, I don't know what. But at the end of the can day, you got to give him
1: a lot of credit. because oh, yeah. he's the way that he's battled back here, yeah, would I rather see, you know, a younger player get that spot in the field and, and convert on those chances? Absolutely. But for Poulter to do what he's done over the last month or so um, is extremely impressive. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was in a dark place with his game and then, you know, Town and, and now this. Like, he's really – he's stepped up. You know, he's kind of answered the bell. So, he, you got to give him some credit. If you don't like him, you don't like him. I, I certainly don't like him. But at the end of the day, real recognize real. You
0: know, we'll just bury um, this an hour and seven minutes into this pod. That's perfect. No one's going to get to this point anyways. <laughs> our, our praise of Poulter. Uh, count me out on. And we do this every time that there's a foreign winner that doesn't have doesn't speak very good English. Like you know, taking the transcripts of the press conference and people poking a bit of fun at that. Uh, even the interpreters' English. Um, Sibu oh, yeah, Kim understands yeah. English pretty well, and, yeah. and understandably, in interviews, he doesn't want to speak English. I mean, it can be just imagine, yeah. you know, and poor Ath wrote about this too. Just imagine, like, going into that room filled with people that don't speak your language. That Shit, uh,
1: I, I, I'm a native English speaker, and I would I would have trouble speaking English right. in that room. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, and, like, that's the other thing. I think Anjo Cabrera has been on the tour for. 20 years at this point, Carlos Franco has been on the tour for, you know, between the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour for going on 25 years, and those guys speak great English, and they still refuse to speak if if they're not with a translator. Yeah. So I think, you, I, I don't think you can knock anybody for for that whatsoever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the other thing, too, is like, just, can you imagine going from another language to English, much less another language that is an entirely different
0: structure alphabet alphabet it's not, it's yeah. not the same and yeah it, it's 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 a huge significant change it's taking hideki matsuyama a long time which is understandable and i just think uh i just saw a couple of snarky things on twitter kind of because he yeah. the, the, the the interpreter said call it said best champion as if i'm the best champion and i was just like come on man like it, it, we knew that that's not what was meant and mm-hmm. you just can't take things that that literally but that's a, that's a small gripe i had but um Overall, man, it was just kind of a uh, pretty phenomenal event. Um, again, I've been spoiled growing up to going to the Memorial as a kid, but this this ranks way, right up there with the Memorial as far as uh, fun I've had at a tournament, kind of get to see a little bit more behind the scenes of how the sausage is made. I uh, got to meet a lot of the people that run, run the communications and whatnot for the tour and kind of see their idea for the future on how the tour is going to go and I, I just walked away <laughs> extremely encouraged with uh, both appreciative of the, our relationship with them and their, you know, kind of having us having us there and, and accepting uh, the way we do things and the way they see the future, I think. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Reflecting
1: back on it, you kind of think of the tour as this, you know, vanilla corporate entity and really there's, there's real people behind it and, you know, um shout out to jared rice and reimer and urban and tom alter and all those guys like that that kind of behind the scenes making this stuff happen like they're they were there was no strings attached with this block cabin they were like say whatever you want show up hang out you know we had probably 30 cases of mick ultra Um, at the block cabin we had you know a bunch of Goose vodka like we it was like there was no strings attached. There was no asks on their part. It was like, hey man, like just just show up and have a good time, and, and you know the tournament will speak for itself. And that was more or less what happened. Um, you know, and, and I think you know probably the best best part for me was just being able to sit around with like KVV and Porter and Sarson and Balaji and all those guys, and just you know being able to sit around the pool at the blog cabin and just workshop some takes (laughs) Um, it's
0: too bad that we couldn't record that conversation because that was just one of the best golf conversations i've ever had i think but in no way could any part of that ever see the light of day
1: yeah no there was there was some deep dives on dr anthony galea oh
0: my god some theories and it was yeah pretty wild
1: conspiracy theories and just all sorts of uh all sorts of woke woke takes so so, are you going uh, to be mem- up to Jacksonville,
0: man? I liked it a lot, man. Um, I really did enjoy. It. I mean, it's kind of a uh, the one week glimpse in for Players Week is probably not reflective yeah, of what it's like. Yeah. But just love the vibe down there. I feel like I know more people down there than I realized I did, and uh, could get used to that weather down there and playing golf a lot. So I like the area. I'd love to uh, maybe back in the future. I think so. Um, are you going to come up for Memorial?
1: Uh, TBD. I- I've kind of had to readjust my schedule with this this uh, this, this BMW Pro Am thing. Um, you sound like, so, like a, a
0: player that like uh, unexpectedly won an event that has to change their <laughs> schedule around. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I've got all these new exemptions and everything, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think I may I may take a flyer on Memorial just because I've been been a couple times. There've been probably half a dozen times now, um, and I want to do. Uh, I like I was I, I had to cancel I was supposed to take a trip out to out to Nebraska play a dismal and valley Neal and a couple other courses out there um I have to, I've had to take a rain check on that one just because my vacation's starting I'm kind of trying to pace myself on my vacation days the rest of the year um with my real job uh, but I think I definitely want to do President's Cup um uh, yes. I know we were talking to the tour about doing some stuff around that um I think President's Cup's a definite, and then, um, like like we said, I want to get deep into some of these web tour events, too. Um, kind, of, kind of going back, like, like that, that's why I'm so psyched about this week, is there's so many guys, like, this is, I mean, you look at, at the way the tour's structured these days, and this may be my one gripe with the way things are structured, is that these guys aren't getting enough opportunities. Like there were guys last year that ostensibly had their tour card, and only got... Ten to twelve starts, right? Which I think is is crap. You know, I, I think if you have your tour card, if you've earned that, then you know, and maybe you don't play exceptionally well in the fall series, like you shouldn't be sol as far as as far as spots and tournaments go. So,
0: uh,
1: so I kind of want to get deep into that into that uh, you know scene here the next few months and really follow the web tour as it as it gets ramped up. Um, just because I think there's a lot of stories to be told out there and a lot of personalities that, you know, you look at Ollie, you look at, I mean, JT was on the web tour. Like all these guys that you got a lot of guys like look at Chess and Hadley. I mean, he, he's won a PGA tour event in the last three or four years. And he's on the web tour, you know. Um, so there's, there's a lot of guys that you know, I think there's, uh, there's a lot to be done there. Plus, it's just a little bit more convenient to, for me around the southeast here right. over the last over the next next couple months so long story short i probably will not be at the memorial gotcha but
0: uh so. all right let's wrap it at that one of the, shout out yeah. to everyone that kind of you know that came up to us and said uh yeah it, it mentioned the pod or or whatnot we're gonna have brand new merch in the pro shop i was thinking it might be today i thought neil said it was gonna be today it's gonna be sometime this week brand new polos visors Whole bunch of sweet new gear, so make sure you guys swing by the pro shop and check that out. So, uh, really excited about the new the new gear from Holderness and Born. Our polos, yeah. If you got fresh. polos
1: last year, the new like it's like the new and improved material. It's Like kind of the same, but the cut is slightly different, and like there was some slight improvements as far as just the material is absolutely unreal. So, I don't think I've ever worn a more comfortable polo shirt. That's why we work with those guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm pumped. Yeah, man. And, and then, uh, and then appreciate, um, appreciate you making the trip over too. know, I mean, that was, that was a long trip for you. It so. was,
0: but it was worth it. It was great to meet a bunch of people, see everyone and just kind of, uh, just, yeah, just experience in person rather than via Twitter. It's a lot more fun in person, but, uh, I think in the future, our coverage of the actual event will, events will be better. Just, <coughs> to, you know, this was kind of a, yeah. a trial run of this kind of thing, but, uh, Looking forward to doing a lot more of that in the future. So I only got a couple weeks left here in Europe, so it, uh, it's yeah. going to get a lot more real once I'm back home. So, uh, all right, hour fifteen. Going to stop being 10.
1: polite and start, start getting real.
0: Get mad real, Tron. Mad good real. luck this week in the. BW Can you live tweet it? Are you allowed to be on your phone during it?
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's some some wiggle room there. Uh, I'm going to go out with Hughes today and, and uh, play a little practice round, and then. Um, you know, kind of go from there but yeah I'm, I'm going to try to get get as much footage as possible make it as interactive as possible awesome. so um, I'm pumped but
0: alright man safe drive the rest of the way uh, thanks everyone, dude thanks for tuning in and we'll catch up soon
1: alright talk soon. See you. cheers be the
0: right club be the right club today
1: yes, yes. Johnny that's better than most how about him that is better than most. Better than most.
0: <laughs> Expect